Hi, I'm Sylvia Sue. Welcome to More Than a Cake Store, a podcast where we'll explore stories of women in the Presbyterian Church of New South Wales who have faithfully responded with the gifts that God has given them, no matter how big or small, to the call of the gospel. And whether that skill is baking or banking, God receives it, hones it, and uses it for his glory. Our hope is that you'll be awed by God's graciousness and encouraged by these conversations to take the gifts that God has given and use them in service of him. Because after all, even a cake store in service of the king is more than a cake store. Friends, welcome to these two bonus episodes of season one, More Than A Cake Store. I say bonus episodes because due to some technical and other difficulties, it has taken six months to edit these episodes, but we are so glad that they are out and ready. I know you're going to be encouraged. Uh, This episode, we have Hazel Nisbet from Wanuna Presbyterian Church, who shares with us about her ministry with Overcomers Outreach. I think you're going to be really encouraged by Hazel's faithfulness, commitment, uh, the things that she's learned through this process of serving, but also her passion and desire for people to know Jesus and to love him. So welcome, Hazel. It's so lovely to have you with us. Tell us a bit about yourself. Oh, thank you, Sylvia. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, I uh, live in Wanuna, which is in the north of Wollongong in the Illawarra. And I, I live with my husband, Paul, and my two grown-up children, Tess and Jed. They're 18 and 16. And I work for Wanuna Presbyterian Church three days a week and a bit of work in safety for Presbyterian Church offices and a little bit of work in pastoral care with Presbyterian aged care. So, I'm a Presbyterian. You're very Presbyterian. That's really impressive. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So tell us something about yourself that uh, might surprise us. Uh, I love to uh, go collecting things on the beach around here. So I collect seaweed, so not the thick pieces of kelp so much, but some of the dainty reds and greens, and I dry them out over a long period of time and uh, press them and uh, frame them to make uh, little pieces of seaweed art. And I collect sea glass too, sea glass and sea china, and I make little lights out of those. So that's something I love to do in my spare time. I have to see some of those one day. Mm. That's delightful. Indeed. Um, Hazel, in your life, God has strategically placed you around other people who have been struggling with addiction. Um, Mm. What did this journey look like and how did you try to help? Yeah, that's true. He has. Uh, I think particularly uh, from when I was in high school, my brother uh, got very quickly into drugs and alcohol in a very, very heavy way. And I went through a period of time of trying to help him with that and took him from rehab to rehab across the country uh, with many failed attempts. Mm. And um, yeah, until eventually he found one that did help or it was at the right time perhaps so that was very significant for me and uh, brought me into contact with other people through him but then even uh, in my work in the church there's been a a number of people in our church and community 
uh, with, with drug, and even cigarette, alcohol, gambling addictions. And, uh, mm. yeah, I've often found that I, I've been drawn down by them. You know, I've, I haven't been particularly good at uh, helping and I haven't got very good boundaries. And uh, so I suppose I was looking for something uh, that would assist with that. Yeah, um, yeah so that's probably yeah. it. You eventually realised that while you were passionate and eager to help those who struggle with addiction, you needed support. Like you said, uh, you just didn't have any good boundaries in place. But you also need more, needed more resources so that you could be effective and not burn yourself out. Um, how did that help come? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a great summary, Sylvia. Um, firstly, having just a, we have a two to one meeting with our elders and staff. And, uh, I was telling them about my idea of wanting to work in some sort of support group for people with addictions, a, a Christian support group. And one of them mentioned this group. He said, I think it's called OO. And I looked into a few of them and Overcomers Outreach really appealed to me. And I followed up with Penny Wilkinson, who brought Overcomers Outreach to Australia and set it up through the Anglican Church in Sydney. And uh, it, just a couple of weeks after my phone call, there was a leaders meeting, and I went along to that with two other ladies um, who had pointed out the need in our church and, and in the region for this kind of group. Mm. And uh, we, we were just drawn into, in, into the way it worked, and it really appealed to us. We thought we could do it. And we got some help uh, from Engadine Overcomers Outreach Group. We visited them for a while. They helped kick us off. And uh, we started a few months after that. That was four years ago. Excellent. Wow. Um, and then you opened a branch at your own church in Winuna. Yes, that's right. We opened a branch at Winuna Presbyterian Church. So it's just once a month. So yeah. we meet on the first Thursday of the month and there's other meetings, uh, OO meetings around New South Wales, particularly Sydney-based, so people can zoom into those. Um, yeah. And it, it being once a month, though, we don't expect that to be the only thing. It, it's really great for people to go to AA, NA, uh, Gamblers Anonymous, you know, and um, and shine the light there and, and get support from the, those groups as well. Yeah, so it's just an additional um, resource or support space for a person struggling with addiction that'll especially shine light on Jesus. That's exactly right. In those other groups, anything can be a higher power, you know, and uh, so we're very specific that Jesus is our higher power and, uh, and that we, we rely on him, that we're powerless. It's sort of the first three steps are I can't, God can, let him. And, yeah, um, yeah so, so that's right. Oh, that's good. Um, when you opened this uh, branch at Winuna, there were uh, a couple of other women working by your side. How did this partnership work? Yeah, that's right. Well, these women, we were part of a Bible study, a discovery Bible study, and uh, they spoke to me about the need. They're in AA and NA, and they spoke to me about the need of being able to be in a group where they could speak about Jesus freely. Yeah. And, uh, and so they were willing to establish the group and I was too. And so we talked about it for a while, prayed about it for a while. 
and uh, and then started it together. And it's so great working in teams, isn't it? It's hard yes. to do any ministry on your own. And I'm so grateful that Jesus does send us out at least in pairs. Yeah. And uh, and, and that's worked out really well. Um, but we work together. We One of them chairs the meeting. One of them or they organise someone to share on the step and, and I share from the Bible. And we all set up the room and, you know, bring supper, those kinds of practical things as well. So it's a, it's a great little team. That's really good. Uh, one of the things I've, I've been encouraged of while I've been doing these recordings is, you know, I'm speaking to, for you know, someone about a ministry that they're doing and it's always there's a team together working and I just think that's the way God made it to be, to be a body. And we might have one, you know, pin-up girl who's the person who talks on the yes. podcast or the person who gets up and does the announcements in church. But they're working together as a team for the glory of God, and that is a really beautiful thing to be reminded of. Yeah. Yes, so true. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the format of the meetings. Uh, what kind of people attend? What does the meeting look like? How does it go? Mm, yeah. Well, in terms of the t- people that attend, it really is. Um, we kind of see that all. Uh, addictions uh, are relevant to this group and really any kind of sin could be considered relevant. So we have uh, every week there's always uh, somebody with uh, a narcotic um, addiction or or addiction of the past, you know, maybe even 20 years. Uh, Alcohol is a very common one. From time to time we have someone with a gambling addiction um, a sex addict uh, addiction, sort of pornography more so, and then other things from time to time, obsessive compulsive, uh, anger. Uh, people have shared other things. Um, but there's also parents of children, usually grown-up children that are struggling with addiction, and that's sort of similar to a, um, a, an Al-Anon-style uh, meeting for them. It's... It- it could be problematic bringing all of these people together. Have you found it that way or have you? How, how has it been a blessing? I'm sure it has been. Mm. Yeah, I suppose it could be, I suppose. I suppose because we're, we're Christians and we're, we're, we have that unity, it never has been. And mm. uh, the group is structured quite, uh, it's quite a structured meeting and, uh, and that perhaps is part of what manages it so well. Um, yeah. So we, we, yeah, we, we start with uh, the serenity prayer and a preamble and then we introduce ourselves and what substance or behaviour we're addicted to or affected by and our abstinence time, mm. our church attended, if any, and if we're affiliated with another 12-step group. And then we talk about the step um, for that month. We go through a step a month throughout the year and uh, somebody shares on that step and then we all have an opportunity to share for a couple of minutes and there's a timer, which is the best way to manage that. Yeah, and, uh, and then I share from the Bible and we, we then pray for everyone and, and finish with the Lord's Prayer and then we have some supper. So yes. quite, a, quite a tight structure really and I think yeah. that helps keep it together. Yeah, and I guess when um, Jesus is the reason why people are there, I guess that actually binds differently you're not you're there to support each other through addiction but you're there because of jesus 
Is that right? Oh, I think absolutely. Yeah. I think that's absolutely, you know, it's, it's Jesus that set us free. Yeah, yeah, we're a new creation in him. We've all got that in common, whatever the thing is we're dealing with, you know, and even these people that have been, you know, um, sober for 25 years, they're still talking about emotional sobriety, yeah. things like I've got to do my tax or relationship issues, you know, they're, they're things that really are relevant to us all. Um, yeah. It's just often a different name of what specifically has grabbed us. Okay. okay. Out of these out, o- Overcovers Outreach meetings, a new ministry has become, um, which is a bit more of an outward-looking outreach or evangelistic, I think. It's called The Morning After. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, The Morning After, a bit of a cheeky name, The Morning After Art Therapy Group. So, the idea is that we meet the next morning, so roughly the first Friday of the month, and yeah. uh, we somebody leads us in in one of their arts or crafts uh, that they love and teaches us to paint or to do leather work or to press seaweed or yep. to, uh, you know, various things. We've learned different things, learn the ukulele. And uh, the idea in my mind was that it's good to get up in the morning and go to something, you know, to yeah. get up and and uh, it's very easy to use first thing in the morning. So if you've got something to go to, I I think that's helpful. But, um, uh, you know, a lot of other people have come to that. I don't think it's particularly OO-based in the end, but um, it's it's been great and yeah. it's been a lot of fun. What a, what a great outlet. Um, I, w- I would love a place to be able to go and do some art that I don't need to clean up at home. <laughs> yeah. And there's somebody to guide me through it because, you know, it would just be such a nice way to release some of that, oh, yeah, creative. Absolutely, stuff. yeah. I've really enjoyed it a lot more than I realised that I would. It's, it's a lovely, lovely thing. It's probably one of my favourite days in the month, actually. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, really good. And, and especially after um, the isolation of lockdown, to have mm-hmm. a space for people to come together um, and just be together and do something creative and have conversation and fellowship. Yeah, that's right. I think that's right. I think we really need that. Um, Community is so important for us, isn't it? Yeah, that's and uh, that's so anything that we can do as a church to to help get people together and to bring Christians and non-Christians together, to rub shoulders together, to be yeah, natural and normal and have these sort of naturally spiritual conversations, yeah. being whimsical, you know, that I think any opportunities we can make for that is is a good thing. Yeah. It's, it, I'm always um, su- surprised or complimented when I meet, you know, start chatting with non-Christians in the community and they say, oh, we didn't know you were a Christian. You're so normal. And like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but maybe you just need to get to know some more Christians. So it's wonderful to hear that. And we know that that's a great step, like pre-evangelism. It's a great step to engage people uh, so that they're familiar with Christians, familiar with the church atmosphere and so that's the first step before you can invite them to any event or to an Easter service or anything like that. So, Yeah, that's exactly right. I wouldn't want you to think it's been hugely successful in that department and it's still early days. It's probably still dominated by Christians, just a yeah. few non-Christians. But, you know, we're, we're working towards that and praying that God will use it in that way. It, it's still an opportunity for sowing seeds though, mm. I think. Yeah, so, sometimes we... We're always jumping ahead to the harvest growth, and especially with mercy with mercy ministries like these. Yeah. Um, but you know, part of it is just being there with people in that slow walk and getting to know them mm. and doing all of that really hard relational stuff. That is what allows us to get to the gospel. 
Yeah, yeah, that's good. I have learnt over the years so that I just need to open my mouth and say things to yeah. share my story. To, it's easy to kind of keep going in that way and not get anywhere. So I'm just yeah, trying to find the balance okay. with that. I'm sure we all are. Yeah, that's. I like hearing you say that. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, well, I've just been encouraged, I suppose, lately through some training that I've been doing in sort of multiplying disciples mm. in, in just showing love and also uh, sharing with people where that love has come from. So yeah. I've just found just getting my story of how I became a Christian down to about 30 seconds, sharing really uh, quite um, engaging stories that Jesus have shared, learning them off by heart and sharing those, yeah. just offering to pray for people. You know, I've just yeah. been encouraged to be a bit braver in that way yeah. and, um, and do that. And uh, it, it, I think it's been, it's been good. That's I, that's so wonderful because I think there's that tension of we we want to share the gospel we don't want to scare people away we want to build a relationship with them so we can share the gospel we don't want to fall into the trap of always waiting patiently and never speaking so to it's just wonderful that you've done that training it's so proactive mm. um, and and creating not not waiting for the opportunities but creating them to be able to share by having a you know something rehearsed. It's still going to come out naturally, but something mm. you've thought about in detail. That's wonderful. Yeah, good. Thank you. Um, what have been the greatest challenges that you've experienced in the last four years in this ministry? Um, look, I think probably, look, it's things like uh, setting up a, uh, a Zoom and face-to-face um, -face hybrid Overcomers Outreach meeting. I still find that quite difficult, just setting yeah. up the computer so that everyone can see the person and uh, the microphone and the, you know, the the speakers uh, getting getting that Zoom link. It's funny how those things they're quite little, but they they end up being quite big in my mind. Yeah, um, I think also just just finding uh, I need to share from the Bible, so just finding the appropriate verse or. Uh, or story or connection there each month and uh, trying to make a new one each time we come round to the step again. Um, yeah, I, I think also just some of those days in COVID or those wet nights when only, say, five people turn up, Yeah, um, that's always a challenge in any ministry. But I've just been reminded it's not who's not there, it's who's there and, and just focus on them. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just, you know, like like you, we all just have those nights where you just kind of would prefer not to be heading out to something. Yeah. But, you know, I always end up coming away really, really um, grateful to God that I've learnt something new about addiction. I've, I've learnt something about somebody. I've been able to share from my own heart. Mm. I've heard this, you know, this busted and broken sharing that you just don't, kind of generally here in your grow group or your bible yeah. study group and um yeah so so i'm really grateful it i always come away being being thankful that i've gone yeah it's the build up you know it's good yeah yeah i get that what have been the, the greatest highlights you've experienced oh i think um the highlights have probably been just hearing stories from people uh, about how they have changed so much, how Jesus has changed them so much from really broken people, families falling apart, very, very sick from their, their, uh, their addiction or their illness. And, um, and then, you know, 
being made new and being well again and mm. um, being able to reach out to others. They're, I'll never get sick of those sort of stories. Um, uh, yeah, I, and I, I just think um, probably also I've just, I've just been encouraged by, um, by, by people, yeah, just, just being there and being, being part of the group, um, yep. encouraged by the teamwork Encouraged by just listening to Penny Wilkinson, who's the lady that brought OO into the country. I've been to a number of her training uh, days and addiction nights, and you know they are—they're really, really interesting. Yeah. She's a psychologist and talks about the way the brain works, and um, I found that to be really good as well. I heard her speak at a teaching and training women's event a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, she—it was she was so encouraging. She was. And just also sometimes it's funny, like the other night um, this guy was talking about his alcohol addiction of 25 years ago and he was saying that for him it's things like feeling sorry for himself mm. uh, and particularly when you, um, you, you know, you have a grudge, um, there's unforgiveness, um, resentment, yeah. I suppose. And he was saying, poor me, poor me, pour me another drink. <laughs> I just thought that was very, very funny. It tickled my fancy. So lots of funny things happen too. Yeah. It's interesting with these ministries that often the highlights are what's happening in the lives of other people. Mm. Um, but as you've been serving uh, with Overcomers Outreach for the last four years, I'm sure you've seen the gospel at work in your life as well. Um, what does that look like? Yes, I certainly have. Look, um, I suppose when I first came to Jesus uh, about uh, 13 years ago, I, I'd become very careless in my relationships with people and careless in my health. I developed some bad habits myself. Yeah. And I had started to be really worried about dying, probably connected with it, a bit preoccupied with it. So when I went along to Winona Presbyterian and got this really good teaching, I learned that Jesus had died for my carelessness and my bad habits and even my fear of death. And I asked him for a fresh start. And um, very immediately, I became a much healthier person. I put away those things and um, over a period of time became far more careful in my relationships. And, um, you know, and the good thing is now that I'm, I, I'm not preoccupied, I'm perhaps a little bit worried about death still, but it doesn't preoccupy me or worry me like it did. Um, yeah. so, so Jesus has really changed me back then. And then since then, I, I did continue to, to make some um, mistakes with my boundaries with people. Like I, you know, I was trying to help people and I wasn't really getting anywhere. I was hurting my own family and myself and finances and time and got a needle stick injury and various, finding myself in situations with people that, you know, just weren't appropriate. Um, yeah. So um, I, I just found that this... Overcomers Outreach um, it really helped sort of bring a bit of a, a kind of a filter mm. of, of where I might step in with people or not, sort of hopefully if people come along to a meeting it and, and be part of that and be working on um, Jesus changing them through the steps, well, I'd be more willing uh, to, to, to be helpful and put that time in. Now, that, that's not exactly the way it's worked out in, in practice, but 
you know, that there's something in that, that that filter remains and it's yeah. helpful and good. There are so many um, themes in scripture that provide hope for a person struggling with addiction. Is there one that you would like to spell out for us now? Yeah, well, verse 400 is if the sun sets you free, you'll be free indeed, John 8, 36. Mm. Lately, uh, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink, John yeah. seven thirty seven. That one is, is powerful, mm. uh, that Jesus uh, quenches our thirst and, um, and our hunger and uh, really there's no other way uh, to be satisfied in life and to have a relationship with God except through him. But, you know, just lately it's Psalm 131 that's been speaking to me and that talks about a weaned child that's content in, in, uh, in their mother's arms. Mm. I, I just think that's a real powerful analogy of that really that God satisfies us and, and uh, yeah, but being weaned is a bit of a nasty old time. It's probably the first time our heart's broken and uh, it hurts, but um, that after a while, you know, things do get good again and there is joy and peace mm. and uh, great things in life and, and God brings us through, through that. So I think um, that's very relevant to addiction yeah. and that we can sit content uh, in God's arms and, um, and, and be satisfied with him and not be seeking and searching for these other things that really fill this look to fill this God, God's, God, God-shaped hole that's in all our lives um, mm. until we, we ask Jesus into the centre of it. Mm. What a beautiful picture. Thanks for that. I'm, I'm just um, remembering when I was weaning our eldest daughter who was um, not putting on weight because she just didn't want to eat actual food, just wanted breast milk all the time. <laughs> and so weaning her was... Um, losing that time of bonding together, that really special time. Mm. I really enjoyed breastfeeding, but it was for her benefit. It was the best thing for yes. her. And I just, just hearing you say that, I was just thinking, oh, that, that's what God does when he takes away all of those crutches that we've built and mm. it's awful and painful to endure. He takes it away so that for our growth, uh, so that we can really know his love. This is how much he loves us that he mm. To depend on him instead of on all of these things around us. That's really precious. Thanks for, for that. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, thank you. Um, what words of advice would you offer to a woman who has a heart for and wants to serve uh, God in justice and mercy ministry? Yeah, well, I mean, I just think there's so many different things. I love all the variety of things that Jericho Road offers us and mm -hmm. Uh, then there might be things that are particularly re relevant to them in, in the food ministries, um, in mission work, um, in environmental work is very important to me too. I think we're doing a really bad job of that. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of whatever your, your heart is in. But I, I really would love some of these groups to start up in other churches because I do think OO is such a wonderful ministry. Um, yeah. So if anyone did have a heart for people in, in addiction or uh, being somebody that's being affected by someone that is, um, this is a, it's a sort of a ready-made program, you know, yeah. that's really very easy, especially with a bit of assistance from some of us other groups yeah. uh, to start it up. And, again, I would just, yeah, find a, a team of women or men and women and, um, 
Yeah, and look into a lot of information there for leaders, for setting up the room, for the minister. Um, Penny's done a great job of putting together this program and uh, I think it works really well. Yeah, awesome. Um, Thanks so much for your time, Hazel. Um, Is it okay if I prayed? I'd love that, Sylvia. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed talking to you today. It's been such a delight. Thank you. I'll pray. Uh, Father God, we thank you so much um, that you are the Lord who created us when we were in our mother's womb. Mm -hmm. Who knows our thoughts, you know, when we rise and when we sit. Lord, you also know uh, the struggles that we face in this world. You know the addictions, um, the battles, the the things that we struggle to forget and try to numb and um, avoid. And yet you still love us and your love is so great for us that you allow us to come to you to drink, that you allow us to come to you for our thirst to be quenched, and you allow us to come to you so that we might live life and live it to the full. Father, we ask uh, that through Overcomers Outreach, so many Christians who have struggled with addiction will learn to live the way that you have always wanted them to live, in full dependence on Jesus. We ask that uh, you will continue to enable and strengthen Hazel and her team of workers um, at Winuna as they serve you in this way. We pray for wisdom. We pray for resilience. We pray for energy and strength. Um, But most of all, Lord, we ask that you will allow them to continue to depend on you, um, to lead their way as they lead others in leaning on Jesus, who is Um, the author of our salvation and the lover of our souls. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for making the time to listen to this episode of More Than a Cake Store. In our next episode, which has also just been released, we're joined by Karen Cumberlidge, who in her vast ministry experience has worked as a doctor, family and ministry worker and chaplain. I think you'll be encouraged to hear about Karen's journey of faith, bringing everything she has in service to the King. We'd love you to join us. This podcast is a ministry of the Presbyterian Church of New South Wales Women's Ministry Committee. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or at pcnswomen.org.au. If you've enjoyed this podcast, We ask that you share it with your friends so that they too will be encouraged by these conversations to take the gifts that God has given them and use them in service of humans.